I know it's in my Twitter feed. Because it ended up on my Facebook page. And my buddy David Hamilton was not happy about it. That's <laughs> my old son's contention. Nine minutes in. Nine minutes. We have nine minutes. What have we been doing? Looking for... Good day, ladies and gentlemen. It is November 15th? 15th. 15th. Gosh, we got like, what, uh, 15, 40 days to Christmas? Yeah, what, eight till Thanksgiving? Yeah. I got. I skipped the most important, you know, holiday. I went right to Christmas. Not far away. Well, because you, you want to know why. I got to stop. We are the role players. If you haven't, yep. if you just clicked on this accidentally, we're the role players. Yep. Uh I am Arthur Mosley, and we got... Daniel Allen. We co-host the Role Players Weekly Podcast on sports. Our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyways. And uh, I got so excited about Christmas because I figured out what I wanted for Christmas, finally. What's that? I was watching a football game Saturday night that had pretty big implications, and I saw this, like, bling (laughs) on the TV, and I was like, gosh. So I picked up my phone, and I said, Daniel, I said... I need a turnover chain. For, I, <laughs> turnover I think chain. That's where? what I want for Christmas. Oh, I don't think I could work. The coolest, it. the coolest one of those turnover gimmicks in sports. To I me, mean, yeah. And I read an article. You know, if Miami is like three and three and six this season, then the turnover chain is a joke, right? But yeah, but because, still kind of cool to me. Yeah, but because they force like what uh, twelve turnovers in the last. Three games, four apiece. It's pretty, pretty sweet. And, and yeah, and it's Miami. Yeah, that's like it's, the most Miami thing, right? It you could have. Yes. So it makes you know what it does is it makes people say, "Oh, they're just a bunch of thugs." Do they? Yeah, that's I hear that from. Uh, they're just a bunch of thugs. That's that's a common tr- term for for Miami players, right? Thugs, right? Yeah. Even though they they lead the country, or they, they last year they were number three. This year they might lead the country in community service hours, football really? team. Yeah. Yeah, and but, they're not getting arrested and stuff, but people just think back to, you know, Warren dancing and all that stuff. Yeah. And they just well, there's a lot of other fan bases that um, rival fan bases, Auburn and Tech, I think. That when they write UGA, they put T-H-U-G-A, like that's clever in some way. Or they'll put like, Uga Lee, L-Y. No. If you're going to bash, hey, hey, rip rip the, your rivals all you want. Call them names and things like that. That's cool. But those are so lame. Right. <laughs> but, I'll leave it to, leave it yeah, to George's don't, back. Don't to, call Miami Dugs. It's just so... So anyhow... Um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, right around the corner. Christmas, not far behind that. And um, college football has laid a big, fat egg on the slate of games this week. So uh, we won't won't be discussing – we're going to take a week off from picks um, this week because there's just nothing pick-worthy. No. Terrible, terrible slate of games. Uh, but we what we are going to do is talk uh, the week that was last week. We'll talk a little bit about that. A lot of big storylines. Yeah. Uh, talk about uh, the top ten. Top maybe maybe we'll go down to number ten. Oh, yeah. I tell you what. Uh, well, yeah. We'll, we'll go down to number ten so we can talk about how the Big Ten has three teams in the top ten. Yeah. But it's still to me the top seven are in play. Yeah. That's yeah. what we said last week. Yeah, right? It is. Yeah. And I think that that holds true. Yeah. Um, we we'll talk about some 
the coaching carousel that's beginning to turn mm-hmm. um, and, and might get into a little bit of college hoops that started off last week. Yeah. So big bang to start out the, the season last night. Yep. For the hoops fans. And I am sitting here, dude. I am so. This is this is so funny. I picked up last week's pick, so we're not even going to talk about that's last week. <laughs> that's, I don't know how that happened. Uh, uh, a lot of not so great picks down there. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's two weeks ago's pick, so that's not even the right pick. So that was my worst week. Yeah, two weeks ago. So those are even worse. Right. So let's let's talk. Let's go. Um, let's, let's talk about the biggest win from last week. Biggest win uh, had to be Miami. The U. The U, the turnover chain made it. You know what's? I'm, it's kind of silly. You know, ABC now. Anytime that Miami gets a turnover, they put in the bottom left hand corner turnover chain recipient, and they put the player's name <laughs> at the bottom. As a Hurricane fan, I think okay, this, this is going a little bit too far. Um, but they're jumping on the bandwagon. I guess that's good. Uh, it, um, it's it's one of the. I, I, What's great about being a Miami, a fan of, of the Hurricanes is seeing those players' excitement and wanting to get after it and wanting to get those Cuban links when they get to the sideline. And then they just go and stand up and then, uh, you know, wave to the crowd or say what they want to say. And, and my my favorite is um, uh, when um, Redwine makes an interception and he normally goes over, he's got the chain on, uh, and then he writes a message on the, the whiteboard and then holds it up to the camera and to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he, he got a pick against Virginia Tech, and he wrote down, game over. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Like, I was like, yeah. He got another pick. He got one pick one week and, and came over the sideline and said, um, SC top 10 is what it said. I was like, that's a little, little brash, but. Uh, that's Miami. That is Miami. I love it. It's nice. As a Hurricane fan, it was nice to see Notre Dame get obliterated. I mean, it's always nice to see Notre Dame get obliterated, but. That was and I kept, Humbled. you know, I kept searching um, the internet this week trying to find a quote from Brandon Wimbush about the speed of Miami's defense, and I it was like radio silent, nothing, mm. no no noise out of Notre Dame. All I heard was Brian Kelly just talk about how it was his fault, he was unprepared, his team was unprepared, and it was his fault. He should have his players had never been in the game of that magnitude, is, is what he said, which I think is kind of hard to believe you're you're at notre dame you're in a game of that magnitude every week yeah if you're notre dame the cop out um i did hear the defensive coordinator for notre dame try to give a raw raw speech to his guys uh before game before the game did you hear about that i heard he, about it. he doesn't like the turnover chain no he doesn't i he, heard that he didn't he, he we can't repeat it i mean we could but we're not going to you know, fcc wouldn't allow us and then somebody some youth might hear it and we don't want to give the wrong uh-uh. you know he used some some language that's well. You probably hear a lot on the football field, but yeah, unbecoming of two podcasters. So right, uh, he basically said, "Look, um, I'm tired of hearing about this beeping chain. You yeah. go out and you show them, you know, who the real defense is. They they got the bling, or is it get a chain? We want the rings or something like that, or some some cheesy rah rah like you right. said. Didn't yeah. didn't pay off. No, it didn't." Didn't pay it off at all. And they benched Wimbush in the first half, didn't they? <laughs> they benched Wimbush and put in the backup, right? Which just sounds like a desperate – you're down 20 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, and in Notre Dame, uh, Ian Book, I guess, is a quarterback. He came in. He made mood ball a little bit. He came back in the second series. And quarter is winding down, and he stares down a receiver. And uh, 
Mr. Bandy takes the ball and just, I mean, it was almost like he was the pass pattern. <laughs> and takes off, uh, I think, 63, 64, 65 yards down the field. I'm thinking, why would you put your backup quarterback in? No, if this and, is the biggest game they've played in and stuff, who, stick who, with your guy. Right. And, and you don't panic at 20 to nothing. It's three scores. I mean, anything could happen, right? Yeah. And you got to, this is what I always think. If they score 20 points in that in half, you can score 20 points in half. You can score more than that. So, so Easily. just. Relax. Easily. Don't overreact. But he right. overreacted and compounded it, huh? Yep. So twenty-seven nothing going to half, um, and I'm thinking, man, let's just pound these guys. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Uh, you didn't have to sweat out the fourth quarter this time. Not at all. Not this you week. There was, this. there was no sweat. Um, as a matter of fact, I was kicking back with a glass of wine, enjoying uh, red wine. Yeah, it was red. Red, red, wine. red wine, yes, red wine, absolutely, absolutely, it was red wine. Um, so Miami big win, they make they jump make a big jump move from seven to three mm-hmm. uh, in the most recent college football poll playoff ranking. Um, I don't really get being behind Clemson, but that does not matter. What do we say? And Miami and Clemson, if if. If those two teams went out, um, and even if they don't, if you look at if 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 somehow Miami falls to Pitt or Virginia, or if Clemson falls to South Carolina, um, then that really makes things interesting. But the ACC title game should be an eliminator for the college football playoff yeah. at, at this point. Yeah, just should. similar to the SEC title game is mm-hmm. what, what we're looking at. In the at. Big 12? Yes. Those and, three. Has there – I was talking to my brother last night about this. Can you remember a recent year where the conference championships mean so much no. across the board? Because no. most – like last – you know, the SEC has been banning Florida, which has been meaningless. Right. And you knew who was going to win. And the ACC has been like Clemson Tech or, you know, these games that don't – don't They're matter. not appealing, right? And, and and not even don't matter. They just kind of, eh, well, Georgia right. Tech limps in here at five and three in the coastal, and 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 Clemson is, you know, eleven and one, right? And or nine and zero, or whatever, you know, or eight and zero in conference play. Just they don't, no, you know, nobody gets hyped up for that, right. or it's Wake Forest in Georgia Tech. Yeah, or, it's been a week that you could just go buy a Christmas tree or something. Exactly. You know, I I because exactly. I, I haven't watched the SEC championship the full game and. I mean, I, I watched maybe a quarter last year. The year before, probably about the same. She knew it was going to happen. Florida yeah. was going to go. They can't throw the ball, right? It's just a matter of it's just not exciting. But then this year, you've got three of them that are going to determine who gets into the playoff. And then the Big Ten win very well could. could. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, Ohio State keep winning and 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 possibly meet up with Wisconsin. Well, uh, keep winning and you get Wisconsin yeah. because there's no doubt Wisconsin is going to be in the title game. Um, and so that game means something. It, it, it may not mean something for uh, – it means something for Wisconsin. They've got something to play for. And, they're and not... I think it does for Ohio State. Like I've told you, somehow, some way, they'll find a way to sneak back in. No. That's my fear. No. They shouldn't. No. I'm telling you there's a 50-50 no. chance at least. No. Oh, just wait and watch, man. I, if, well, they, if they go in and flatten undefeated Wisconsin – and say Miami beats Clemson, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma State or TCU beat Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and Auburn beats Alabama and then loses to Georgia, or whatever. There's a fourth mm-hmm. spot that they're going to give, and Ohio State's going to 
sneak back in there. <sighs> I hope not. But you look. Okay, two of one of the top seven out of three of those teams, only one's getting in. Out of two of them, only one's getting in. Oklahoma most likely is getting in. That leaves one spot for either Wisconsin. Notre Dame is not getting in. So Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Penn State are the only other three teams in the top ten. Yeah. Wait, where's the pack? Where's the pack twelve? USC's right out there. I think they're eleven. Okay. Yeah. They're not getting in. You wouldn't think so. After being embarrassed by Notre Dame. I mean, chaos could could ensue and everything could go sideways. But but at that point, you think, man, maybe at that point is a ten and a ten and one or eleven and one or twelve and one Alabama is better than yeah a two loss. And then Notre anybody. Dame would probably still get in over USC. So. Sure, right. Yeah. If Notre Dame is playing in the college football title game, I will I, <laughs> I will sign the Alabama referee happen. petition. <laughs> that will not happen. Um, I do wonder about Alabama getting a loss in the SEC championship, or did Auburn if they'd still put them in because that that loss is no worse than Clemson's. And it won't be any worse than Oklahoma's. And right. it'll be the best one loss and they've right. got the name, but I don't think I don't think they could get away with two SEC teams and leave out the Big Ten and one of the Big Twelve or the right. uh, whatever. Yeah, it certainly will be interesting. You know, Auburn was my pick to win the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, um I am not so sure. They can put a performance like that again against Alabama. I think I they were. See, I don't think I th- they need a performance like that against Alabama. Well, they're going to have to win the game. Yeah, but, but I don't. Mm. I don't think they'll play that good. But I don't think they have to to play flawless and you know on fire to beat Alabama. I think. I think that's. I mean, if. I mean, between right here, I would I would pick Auburn to win that game in a close one mm. right now because I bam I'm just not, I haven't all year I haven't really been sold on them, and they're banged up and offensively all the so many arrogant Bama fans wanted to run Lane Kiffin off and didn't appreciate him right which we've said over and over, and that dude is he is one hell of a play caller and their offense was rolling for the last few years mm-hmm. and then they just they just. Don't seem to have a lot of downfield shots. Don't find ways to get Ridley the ball. Right. Everything I see is either a run or a hurt scramble. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I can call those plays. I'm telling you that that's gonna be. Bama's very much human, as they're, we saw. They're they they are certainly certainly seem to be a little more vulnerable this year than they have in years past. If that can, yeah. if we can say that, um, you got an Auburn team who. Maybe have righted whatever wrong they. I, I still don't know how you blow that lead against LSU. Um, you know, and if they don't blow that lead, hey, they're they're right up there in the in the mix, probably sitting at number. They probably four, be at three or three, four, yeah. yeah, right up there. You know, with a uh, we we talk we can talk and we'll talk about good losses and bad losses when we talk about the ACC in, here in a little bit. Um, Alabama not an impressive win this week, uh, mm-hmm. but but I don't I'm not as concerned about impressive wins. I'm just concerned about keep winning, right? Yeah, uh, we, stay healthy. We we both picked Alabama to been win cover that spread of 14 points. We were both wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a first time for everything about us being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but uh, you know Alabama surviving at Mississippi State and look. Uh, Georgia went on the road and and didn't get it done. Notre Dame went on the road and didn't get it done. Alabama yeah. went on the road and got it done. And I'm not saying Starkville is the most terrifying place to play. I mean, we might want to ask 
uh, Mike Leach, if, if if it's pretty bad, he he could tell us. But you know, they did what they had to do. They won, and they're still undefeated, and for now, and so not an impressive win. Alabama, you know, really what driving late to to try and tie right, yeah, and score a touchdown. And Ooh. then what's his name? Fitzgerald in last play throws it out of bounds. Nothing, right. Doesn't even give his guys a chance to make a play. Throws the ball out of bounds. It was kind of Reggie Ball esque, mm. but um, yeah, not overly impressive from Alabama. And and I would personally prefer to play Alabama in the championship game than Auburn again. Mm. But that's that's part of that is I want to play Alabama in the big name, and right. and I'd like them to be undefeated. But also part of that is. I, I'm. I think that Auburn's defensive line is better than Alabama's. Interesting. Their front four. I do. I think so. Uh, I think rematch rematches in the same season a lot of times favor the team that lost first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think. I think we can beat either one of them. I just would rather play. Would rather play Alabama. We'll see. Man, that's gonna be a. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but that's gonna be a war. The Iron yeah. Bowl. Yeah, mm. uh, Clemson with a uh, two-score win over Florida State, kind of underwhelming there. Won it late, going away. Game was a little bit closer than it seemed. Yeah, it was. Florida State had a, you know was in the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the entire game cut it to three points and then couldn't close the deal. Uh, there were some throws that James Blackman made that made him look like a legitimate college quarterback, and then there's some throws he made that made him look like a college freshman. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, give him time. I, I think he'll grow into that. Florida yeah. State, just just a tough season. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, and I'm not crying about that at all. Doesn't bother you. Not one bit. Not <laughs> one bit. Doesn't bother me that much after listening to them all off season and uh, the summer and all their proclamations. Right. And, yeah, it doesn't bother me too much. Um, Oklahoma goes in and, and rolls again. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield keep, just keeps rolling. That's I texted you that that all my week what is this week ten mm-hmm. my week ten revised prediction is that Oklahoma wins the national championship yeah. I'm bumping Ohio State my preseason and Oklahoma I think of all the teams I think they I think they have the best chance to win it all and that's that's my pick for now and we we talked about that because they just they're just gonna outscore you right they're gonna <laughs> score a lot of points. <laughs> And they, I don't see any offenses here that would be able to keep up with them. And I see one defensive line that I think could shut them down in Clemson. Mm-hmm. Alabama, I think they would put up 28, 30-something points on. Miami, I don't I don't know. You could tell me. Um, but Wisconsin, even Auburn, I think, they would, I think they would put up 40 points. On, they could put up 40 points on anybody. And even with that defensive line of Clemson and these good defensive lines – that Oklahoma doesn't rely on the run, right. so they might be able to get pressure on Mayfield. But that dude, I'm just man. I, I I don't see anybody up there that would be able to shut them down. And their margin for error when you can score like that, you can make mistakes on defense. And and just if you get a turnover or one or two stops, that can be all you need. Yep. Because because the other team, you got to score, 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 score. Yeah, I'm looking up and down, and you got to score touchdowns, right? Uh, yeah. Clemson hasn't really. A lot of games seem like they get bogged down a little bit. Uh, Alabama gets bogged down a little bit. Miami has had their issues on offense. Mm-hmm. Auburn, uh, we've seen kind of get bogged down a little bit. Um, 
you know, maybe Georgia because they have two running backs. But you know, at that point, uh-huh. does it become ball control? Is that your your defense is is control the line of scrimmage and, and the clock to keep Baker Mayfield? Dude, Mayfield would put up four hundred yards on on Georgia. Mm. I mean, no no question in my mind. Mm. Our secondary is not near in a pass rush. He would carve us to shreds. So that's my thought. So and Wisconsin, I don't know because they haven't played anybody and I haven't watched them. But maybe seven minutes of game time all year, so I don't know what they do, but. Show me somebody that can outscore Oklahoma. I don't don't see it. Which, if he wins it all in his first year, which kind of he was gift-wrapped. I right. mean, Stoops got him right there to the beginning and then said, oh, yeah, here you go. It's almost like Larry Coker coming after Butch Davis. Yeah, it Miami. is. Yeah. So very similar to that. But he kept it going. So, good for Lincoln Riley. Uh, let's talk about Georgia and uh, Auburn. Probably the second biggest win this weekend, I would, yeah. I would have to say, for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, so I, I was accosted uh, on Sunday morning and and uh, told that I needed to make sure I mentioned by one particular redheaded Georgia Tech fan how overrated the University of Georgia was. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that you said that, and I, I am not going to say that I think Georgia's overrated. Um, you know, we, we talked, we, Daniel and I tweeted about or texted about this over the week, and, and I kind of put something out there and he corrected me that, hey, you know, you don't win a national title game uh, on the first poll that's put out, right? And we all know that. Yeah. And that's somebody's opinion. To say that Georgia is overrated, look, Auburn would have beat anybody that night. Uh, yeah, they would have. Auburn. Anybody just, in the country just, they would have. Just like I think Miami probably would have beat anybody in the country that played yeah. in Miami that night against that team. I think so. Sometimes um, you just run into buzz, buzz sauce. right. And so uh, overrated is probably a very strong – and I heard Miami chant that about Notre Dame – uh, the fans were chanting they were overrated. I, I, sometimes that we talked about that kind of the worst chant, yeah, you know, in, in sports, and and to say that Georgia was overrated probably an overstatement, uh, especially coming from a fan base who uh, uses things like if the weather was a certain degree or 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 we had quality losses this season. Yeah, uh, I, I, we're close to being a top five team. Right. Yeah. You know, a couple plays here and there, we'd be a top five team. You've got four losses. Right, and you're not you're not anywhere you're not a top twenty five team. So yes, this is our best Georgia Tech segment. In case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, Georgia was overrated at number one, but we no no who cares what Georgia Tech fans think? They're irrelevant. You know that's they're completely <laughs> irrelevant. Georgia Tech is. So there's a you don't they're at the kids table so you know we're we're sitting here talking about playoff contenders and teams that matter. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm trying to find Georgia Tech. In ten, <laughs> they're not in the top ten. Yeah, uh, that's nuts. And who cares if they're they were not over? In the top I mean, 15. It, who cares? Oh. Georgia's here's the thing: is that was a mulligan. So I I felt all week I didn't feel good about that. I thought I pre, you know in our podcast on Wednesday or Thursday I picked Georgia to win but I didn't really by Friday night and Saturday morning I didn't think we'd win Mm. so I thought they'd win by maybe a touchdown or less didn't expect a blowout but that was always a mulligan I didn't I wasn't stressed about it I told you I I mean I I went and played with the kids that it didn't bother me Mm -hmm. it I mean it bothers me to get crushed to a rival but it doesn't matter in the grand scheme. We that we could lose that game and still make the playoff. It it takes away the safety net. 
Sure. And all that, man, I was tired of that discussion. Well, it would a one-loss Georgia team and a one-loss Bama, would Georgia still get in and all that stuff and, and talk? To, I got tired of that. And I wouldn't want to asterisk by it or sneak in. So this takes away, and there's urgency, and you know you have to win. It's like the, you know, you're in the loser's bracket of a double elimination tournament. Right. So Win or go home. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's true. And Georgia so, was overrated at number one. And, and here's, if that makes you feel better about your four-loss team, then... Yes, we were. Here's the deal with any team in the top seven, right? Top seven, top ten. And let's, let's take it down to top ten so we can include the big ten. You have to win every week from here on out, right? Yeah. There's no margin for error right now. Uh, Miami, there's no margin for error. Clemson, there's no margin for error. Bama, there's really no margin for error. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't be, lose to Auburn. Right. Uh, You're not going to sneak back right? in. Wisconsin, you can't lose to, you know, Anybody. whatever cupcake is on your schedule. Um, Notre Dame, we think you're dumb, but you can't lose another game, yeah. right? And Ohio State, same deal. Penn State, same deal. You, even you're right, the nobody faintest, can lose. So, and somebody will lose, right? That's yeah. that's what we do know. Somebody will lose, uh, especially between in the top seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got one, two, three, four, five teams that are going to go five of the five of those seven teams are going to go head to head, yeah, with with someone in the top seven, um, and and likely Georgia. Uh, um, well, Georgia's already got they got one last week. They'll get another one, top seven opponent. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the on December twelfth. And and also let's point out that nobody's ever gone fifteen and zero in the no. playoff era. Nobody's ever gone undefeated. So it's it, you can't none of these teams. Like when Clemson lost, when Oklahoma lost, you, that's not that's not a deal breaker, right? You know, that's nobody's done it. Nobody's it, gone. It's just hard to get up every single week and. You see Alabama struggle with Mississippi State, and then the Syracuse. It's just things happen. You don't mm-hmm. play perfect every week, and you're gonna have Notre Dame's gonna go down into the is it Hard Rock? Hard Rock State, and yeah. just face a hurricane. Is it you know? Right. It, it's just that, that Georgia goes into Auburn, and the place is rocking, and they're desperate backs against the wall, and they come out. And the difference between losing a close game and getting blown out is things like dropping a punt. And uh, on fourth down, you you leap, leaping, and, you know, I mean, even all the mistakes that you self-inflicted wounds are what make made that game a blowout because it was 16-7 to seven at the half, and, and it was still, you know, it was still a close game. But you go out and you do things like that, it's just, you, you know, you miss field goals. You're not going to beat a team like that. And also, these things always tend to happen against – I won't say against us because I don't want to sound like a Tech fan complaining about refs, but for Auburn. So they had a first down. They throw a screen pass that gets like, I don't know, gets seven, eight, nine yards. But they go holding on it at the line of scrimmage by a receiver. So that should occur from the spot that the foul foul occurred, right? right? So that would would have been like first and 18, first and 19. Now the refs call it from the end of the run and give Auburn a first and nine after I'm like, only Auburn would get a penalty and gain a yard. So they go from first and ten to first and nine. Oh, that was the kind of day it was. But you know, any we just got our asses kicked. That's bottom line, and, and that's it. It happens, and you know, you you brush yourself off, and we play Kentucky this week. Uh, we're still not going to lose to Georgia Tech, but everything's still in front of Georgia fans. Don't don't freak out. The same reason we told Auburn fans when they were jumping off the cliff after Clemson, mm-hmm. and then again after LSU, mm-hmm. 
Like don't because they, they had coaching hot boards and everything about who's going to replace them, who's going to replace yeah. Gus. Well, you're number six now, and you're right there knocking on the playoff. That's right. why you don't freak out and overreact. So right, right. Just, just win. Just win. Hang on. Sit tight. Just win. Yeah. Uh, now, and and that matters. And that's just win. And but once you get in losses, I think the loss does matter when you lose. For sure. Uh, you know, Miami, Clemson can't lose in the conference title game, right. and one of them will. But you, you can't. Lose that game. It uh, shouldn't so matter, but it does. Those losses at the end of the season seem they, you know, the, the recency of it seemed to make a difference. I'm, I'm, I can't stand this. The Clemson, the committee saying, well, they lost, but they had Kelly Bryant was injured, and then he didn't play the game. Like everybody has injuries. Georgia's quarter, they're playing with their backup quarterback all year. That's bullcrap to to say they're number two because their quarterback was banged up and hurt. Yeah, and the quarterback, it's just. That's that's just such an excuse to me. So not that it matters because they still got to win, but um, that's just a goofy. Because I think that Miami and Oklahoma should be ahead of them, but whatever, it doesn't matter. So that's that's kind of our college. Fo- We're not going to talk about the Big Ten. No, uh, that's our college football talk. Other than Wisconsin might have a test. Uh, well, early in the season, looked like they would have a test against Michigan because they do play Michigan this week, but we expect them to. They keep putting Michigan in the top 25. Just For what? Seems like just to kind of help help Wisconsin and Ohio State yeah. out because they're not a top 25 team. Um, uh. Not at all. So uh, this week, it was a sad week for the role players. One of our very favorite coaches got fired. It was a tragic, tragic week. There was some... We saw it coming, but we were holding on to a glimmer of hope that maybe he could salvage the Season, year right? and with stick a around. big win over Vandy and, no, and keep it going. He won't even get that chance. R.I.P. Much. So Much Jones fired at Tennessee. A trash can, trash can. No uh, more. Turnover trash can didn't work out too well for him. They should put up a statue of the trash can. They should. But they, you, they could use it as a trash can, too, actually. I'm sure. Think about it. Maybe Butch dumped his belongings in the trash can <laughs> on his way out the door. And the most... You also heard these, you know, like allegations of mistreatment from him, which you've heard before mm-hmm. at Cincinnati and stuff. So people coming out and saying, yeah, he was abusive towards us and blah, blah, blah. And, and one player said that when he got there, Butch told him to basically run players off the the team like he wanted the uh, it was marlon lane he wanted him to get rid of some players and by any means necessary and um and then he he now is calling the recruits that were committed to tennessee telling them to find another school and sign quickly <laughs> like that's the most it's not like james franklin going to penn state and wanting or lane kiffin going to usc and saying or rigged it and do it with georgia but if a coach takes another job He'll call, you know, you would say, hey, I wanted you to come play for me. Still come play for me. He doesn't have a job where he's saying, no, don't go there. Come with me. He's, he's saying, no, don't go there because they were mean to me. Bush League Butch. Bush League Butch. That's uh, awesome. That is that is absolutely, I mean, just when you think it can't get any better with this guy, he goes and does something like that. So Yeah. Tennessee job is open. Uh, we know that the Florida job is open. So, to uh, and and – you know, take take away our hatred for the University of Tennessee. That's a big time job. Uh, it could be a big time job like, once again if they get the right hire. They've been down, uh, you know, since well, since full former 
decided so to call is it, it kids. It has, they had the glory years. Mm-hmm. But you go to Tennessee, and to win there, there's not a lot of talent, high school talent in Tennessee. So, so you gotta you've got to recruit. Georgia. You've got to recruit outside the state. Mm-hmm. You've got Kirby in the East. Florida will have Chip Kelly or somebody. Muschamp's doing good at South Carolina. You've got Saban over there in the West and all. Is it that great of a job for somebody to? I mean, do you think? I, I don't think an established coach at a Power Five school that's a top twenty-five team would go there. Right, which is why they're going to get John Gruden, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, only Tennessee would with their ten million at a TV analyst who hasn't coached in college in thirty years. It, it, I'm not saying that's an easy job. I think that the the best job available right now to me is a Florida Gators. Oh, for sure. Um, that's to me is the top three in the country. You're you're talking about a sleeping giant, and man, I love to see them down because it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, uh, you it's got hard to to struggle at Florida, especially uh, recruiting. I mean, you, hey, what do you, you? This is in any Florida school. Um, you you bring your recruit in in February and say, "What's it like back home?" In or what? How <laughs> did Ohio Harbor uh, right now? How did Ohio State visit work out for you? <laughs> oh, there's a reason why they don't bring you there, and you know. It's, and then you have a bevy of talent in the southeast For sure. uh, to pull from, so they don't have to go far. Um, they they like Florida likes flashy offensive coaches, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like that's why Muschamp wasn't a good hire for them because a defensive coordinator they're they're just just not their style. You know, certain teams like certain styles of like Oregon wouldn't go out and hire a defensive coordinator. So right. Florida likes flat they. I read a good tweet from some writer who was like, Florida would rather go nine and three scoring forty points a game than go eleven and one scoring twenty points a game. Right. Like their fans would. And that's kinda true. They want a guy that's gonna put up a ton of points and look exciting on offense. Yep. A la Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. And and Chip Kelly. So the rumor we, we you 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 learned me something, the rumor is Chip Kelly to Florida. Yeah. Uh don't want to see that if I'm in the state of Florida, but good for the Gators for getting a world-class hire. Fresh off the show calls that he burned through while he was in the NFL. Well, yeah, funny 18-month show calls. I'll just go coach in the NFL while it runs out. Funny how that works. Yeah. Sounds like something Patino would Not do. a guy. And he's a guy that had trouble relating to players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, the, with the Eagles, that was a big thing. He ran off a lot of good players, and, and some of them said he – because there was an accusation, LaShawn McCoy called him a racist. Mm-hmm. And, but then another player said, I don't think he's racist. I just don't, don't think he knows how to relate to anybody, to talk to these guys. You know, he doesn't know. He's just kind of awkward. We'll see how he'd recruit. I think he'd do fine. But he, um, man, that's, that's, would at least be some excitement after watching McIlwain's offense and no quarterbacks there. It right. would be excitement for Florida to get somebody like that or, We'll see. So we we also have uh, a guy who we mentioned was on the top of our hot seat, uh, Kevin Sumlin at Texas A and M. Looks like he uh, might be canned later this or probably in the coming be. weeks. Um, don't have too much speculation other than there's some rumor that Jimbo Fisher might be a target because the athletic director uh, was with. Jimbo, was it at LSU or was it at Florida? Was he? I don't know. I, I can't I remember have, what the tie was, but I can't. See um, 
that'll be interesting. That's the only way Florida State is getting out of that twenty or thirty million dollar buyout if Jimbo Fisher says leaves on his own. Um, and then interesting uh, tidbit I caught uh, a little bit earlier today: Arkansas firing their AD, which means that uh, Coach Razorback is not too far behind. Yeah, there's not been a more defeated looking coach, I think. Well, maybe interim coach Randy Shannon at Florida after getting beat, getting rolled by Missouri. He, you know, he he looked defeated, but Bielma looked absolutely beat down. Uh, yeah, Albert. He yeah. um, not in the best spirits. No. lately for him, no. and deservedly so. He's a an arrogant guy too. Yeah, he's kind of. A, he should have stayed in the Big Ten. Yes, he was. He was built for the Big Ten. Yes, down here not so much. Because if you're gonna try to come to the SEC West. And play power smash bout football against LSU and Alabama. It's not no. going to work out. Not at Arkansas. No. So, yeah. Good luck. They need a they need a gimmicky guy like a Houston Nutter. Right. You know something like that. All offense. Let's let's. Yeah. Get, don't yeah. try to just line up and pound people. At, uh, no, that's not going to work. Somebody already does that in your division, and right. they do and it they a lot better right than you. Flawlessly in <laughs> yeah. most days, most weeks. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of our you know coaches coaching care. So that will get bigger. These are obviously these are only the names of, of that we bigger pertinent in the in the southeast. Uh, once again, I go back to Florida State. These guys are a lot of these fans are chomping at the bit for Jimbo Fisher to leave. Don't quite understand Crazy. that rationale, but um, assistance I get right. I understand, but Jimbo no. So it, it, most there's. You know, all but three schools in the country probably would take Jimbo in a heartbeat, or you know, a handful. Right, That's, man, don't 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 run him off. Like you always say, who are you gonna get? I mean, who's and, coming to FSU? Right. If you run off Jimbo, who's coming? Oh, uh, that job's harder now than it was. It's gonna be even harder with with Rick at Miami mm-hmm. and Florida with an upgrade at mm-hmm. coach, and then even I mean, Scott Frost is gonna be gone this year, but. It's, that's harder. Maybe they, maybe Scott Frost is the guy. Oh, to go to FSU? Yeah, or Tennessee. Yeah, I don't think I think he's going to Nebraska. Well, it, it would make sense, right? He's yeah. he's former Nebraska quarterback and yeah, blah blah blah. Um, the um, Dan Mullen is another name that Tennessee and Florida both have mentioned. Um, probably more so Tennessee because I don't think Florida. I don't think. Their athletic associate department really wants Mullen all that much, but he's um his name is is flying around about. Of course, he said he's happy where he is, but that would be interesting to switch just in conference to mm. to jump schools. You don't see that all that often. Not very, not very, not not one year after the other. Maybe like like Saban went to LSU, went to the NFL, and came back. Yeah, not in not just years. lateral yeah. straight up. <sighs> I don't know. It'll be fun to watch. And all the mm. excitement and hope that the the new coaches bring. That's always, you know, it's always a, that brings a lot of speculation. Even I remember last year with Rick coming to Miami and my thought was, hey, let's just make us relevant. Just make us relevant. That's <laughs> You're all. relevant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mission accomplished there. And, you know, it's, and it, one thing, the last thing I'll say about Miami, I, I read an article this week. Um, they were talking to Shaq Quarterman, who's a linebacker. Uh, one of the sophomore linebackers there, he said that somebody asked him if Miami was back. He goes, no, you know, stop asking us that. We're not back until we win that championship ring. That's what makes the U back. And I was like, thank God. As a Hurricane fan, I, I don't, 
you know, when the ACC is nice, uh, it's about restoring, bringing home what is rightfully ours. If I can sound like a blue blood Miami Hurricane fan, uh, renegade and all, we want the national title so we can, I mean, that's the ultimate smack talk, in my opinion. Yeah. It's not ACC titles. It's not how many ACC teams are in the top 25. It's not our conference is better than yours. It's my team is the best team. Yeah. And I think as a Miami, a long time, long suffering Miami fan, that's what you want to hear. I think as a long suffering Georgia fan, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, it's not obviously for Georgia, wasn't good enough just to be at the top of the SEC year in and year out. And ten win seasons weren't good enough. Yeah. Um, you want to win that ring. Right. Exactly. Like winning the East, but it, we didn't celebrate that at all because that's you know that's that's not my and part of it to me um, Miami, yeah. I guess you're not back to winning titles, but you're you're taking every step in the right direction, mm-hmm. and you want to get back. And Georgia, this too, you want to get back to where uh, the team on the other sidelines is, is afraid, is scared when you walk out on the field, right. and scared to play you, and right. intimidated. You know that was the Miami thing back in the day. Is is when you, you I mean, teams were scared, right? Because you'd look and you'd say, "All right, that's Miami," and you had that aura about you. So just get back to that intimidation and where you're expected to go out and just club people. And it looks good every year, every every time it happens. So, yeah. A little bit of college basketball going on this week, man. Yesterday, so a couple big games. As we switch gears, not so or so subtly, we won't stay on not this the smooth, long. Yeah. Not the smoothest transition here. Well, you can talk about Miami being relevant in basketball there they at number are. 11. Uh, you know, Miami, Jim Laranega, I think there was speculation a few weeks ago that he was involved in the Adidas uh, oh, really? scandal. He Miami's an Adidas school? Uh, Surely they're not. I don't know why. I, they were they were named. But it could have been in one of those, right? right. Not Adidas directly, right. but in, in right. some of the shady stuff going on. Um, because like Auburn's Under Armour, and they... Chuck Person was was rounded up, mm-hmm. so it's not like it just has to be. So he was. I've always they had, I've always liked him. Yeah, me too. He he kind of reminds me of an old coworker of mine. You just uh, maybe an unassuming guy. Uh, looks looks more like your grandfather than a basketball yeah, he coach. Yeah, like a nice guy. Um, but Larinaga doing big things uh, down in Miami. Really, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a resurgence for a basketball team that wasn't very good. Yeah, with any kind of any any level of consistency there, yeah. uh, but really uh, putting Miami basketball on the map, I think is a better way to put it. Um, watched a little. I watched a little bit of Kentucky and Kansas last night, and I have to tell you, two teams I love to hate: uh, the Blue Bloods. A couple, of, and they even mentioned that last night. It's a Blue Bloods of college basketball, and it just made Blue me want maybe want to puke. It's an overused term for, uh, in all sports, as yeah. college sports, the Blue Bloods. Yeah, well. Uh, uh, you know, and it was it was very unfortunate that both Kansas and Kentucky couldn't lose that game last night. But uh, I love this about college basketball that you you get these top one versus two matchup at the start of the year, and, mm-hmm. and it's you can do that because it's not going to knock you out of anything, and you teams measure up. You get more good matchups in college basketball than sure. anything else. Sure. And last night was awesome from a for a college basketball fan. The the Duke Michigan State game was. Fantastic! I I watched. I didn't pay as much attention to Kansas Kentucky. I watched the first half and then the last ten minutes of it. But and like you said, I mean, you said to me, you look at Kentucky and you're like, who are who are these where, guys? Where's the Anthony Davis? Where's the De- De'Aaron Fox? But yeah, it's kind of it's not their normal. 
and I told you they're all on Duke. Right. Duke, he's gone the co- the Calipari right. model with four starting freshmen, and out of and his top seven, six of them are freshmen. Right. He basically like, went the way of his, I think they said the 2014 team, uh, yeah. very similar to that, that For team. a long time, he didn't do that. You know, he didn't. He got burned. I remember Sean Livingston. He got burned. He he had him recruited. He was committed to Duke, and Livingston went pro. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, Coach K, that that really bothered him, or he learned from that, and he's not going to go after the one and done guys." And he didn't didn't for a while. He had like Reddicks and, and right. people like that. But man, he's he's <laughs> he's selling that now. He's got freshmen all over the place, and they look good. And you know who he can thank for that? Who's that? John Calipari. John Calipari. Uh, and he's really changed the landscape with his one and done, his belief in that. And we, I think we had talked about this long before uh, we started our podcast. Uh, there was a E60 or something on, on John Calipari and kind of just showing what his motive was. And he said, look, my job is to prepare these. The, the, your job as a, as, as a college or university is to prepare these guys for real life. And if I feel like their real life should be professional basketball, then that's what I have to prepare them for. And mm-hmm. if they're, if I think they're ready to play pro basketball in year, you know, in year one, after year one, then they need to go, and I'll, I'll revoke their scholarship. And his comment came after, and I can't remember the player's name, but his first year at Memphis, I want to say it was Memphis, had a player that uh, they were set to, to make a run. This is before Derrick Rose got there. And they were set to make a run. And he told the guy, look, I'm revoking your scholarship. You can't come back here to Was play. that DeWan Wagner? I, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then he goes to the NFL, or the NBA, excuse me, gets paid, um, and then ends up with some kind of, I think, a stomach yeah. issue or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was DeWan like, Wagner. Yeah, and can't play ball anymore. If he stays at Memphis, he never gets paid. And that's what Cal Parsons, I, I, I never want to put a player in that position ever again. Now, that's that's kind of a anomaly maybe yeah. that, that that something like that happens but you gotta look at Cal and say man he did the is he doing the best thing for that kid and and every and I say kid young that young adult in that in that season or, or, or in that situation of his life and and I think he does that and, I, and Cal's a guy I love to hate league. but um you know he's he's doing what's right for his program and he's not you know his guys will come back and if they don't ever win another national title like Kentucky well, I'm sure that will upset the fans. Um, they're going to be in the conversation every yeah, year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's just a given. It's just like pick five of the top 25 players, and they're going to be five are going to be starting at Kentucky, <laughs> <laughs> and a couple may stick around two years right. or three years. But but it's just they just didn't have nothing jumped out that in the past they've always seen had one freak, you know, that was a guy that just was way better than everybody but I, I didn't I didn't see it here's another thing I like about college basketball is like Kentucky was down 10 to Utah Valley in their first game and came back to win that game by not overwhelmingly and and these little schools play teams tough and get these upsets and it, it's not like college football where a team that's an FCS has a chance to beat a division one right. FBS team but in college any anybody can beat anybody and you see it over and over again in these early months that these little schools like Georgia was down to South Carolina upstate last right. night with five minutes. I mean, right. Georgia's not great, but they're not You think hey we're, we're, less talented right. than South, South Carolina, Carolina upstate. upstate, right. And so it's it's cool to it's cool to see this stuff. There's already been upsets I'm, off the top of my head I can't I can't name them, but there's already been upsets of big programs by these tiny little schools. 
just like we see in March, but it's you know it's the the playing field is level a little bit because you one you only have you know twelve players on that team and all they're trying to do is throw a ball on the hoop right Man. and it's it's kind of a it that basketball really becomes a game of matchups at some point can can I impose my will or, and the or three ball right it's the great that equalizer makes a difference yeah. you know you trade three points for two points and uh, and I'm just looking at Kentucky's roster the only two names I, that I can. Uh, vaguely relate to Winyan Gabriel, who I believe was around last season yeah, at Kentucky, and uh, Hamadou Diallo. And I think that was just because of the recruiting of, of, of Diallo. But yeah. other, other than that, no, there's right. nobody on that roster that I could say, yeah, I know anything about Sasha Kilia Jones or uh-uh. Ty Winyard or Nick Richards or Kevin Knox. P.J. Right. Washington. Nobody that you, you've yeah. known since eighth yeah. grade. No. The, Not I mean, like an O.J. Mayo or a, no. one of those players yeah. that you know. I mean, they're starting the starting lineup. Even for Kansas, like, they kind of went through the starting lineup, and I was like, mm. Kansas has done that. You know, they got Devontae Graham. You knew him. Yeah. Um, so Kansas has kind of always been LeGerald Vick. Mm. I don't know. That's Mahila Luke or whatever. That guy was the best player on their team last night. But right. Kansas always seems to be a good mix. They always seem to have some veterans, like yeah. uh, what's his name Perry. Oh, Perry uh, Ellis. Well, I, I was shocked that that they didn't find him in a, a 25th year of, of eligibility. <laughs> yeah, they always have a Perry Ellis. It seems like that's been there forever and stick around. But um, and they're always tough defensively and just score just enough. It seems like. But Georgia, uh, I mean Duke, Wendell Carter from Atlanta, Alex O'Connell from Milton. Mm-hmm. O'Connell doesn't play all that much. Carter is a big piece of their team. Jordan Tucker yeah. is is on Duke. So Duke is well represented. Peach State's well represented on the, the Blue Devils team. How does that work? How do you and, – and maybe nobody – maybe if you're Mark Fox, you just don't – you don't recruit Wendell Carter. Maybe you try or, or – You try, but um, – I mean, let's be honest. That's like – That'd be like if Justin Fields went to Georgia Tech, you know. It's just not. <laughs> no, but it's it's just two different levels. I mean, they got Rashawn Hammonds, who was recruited by tons of big schools, mm-hmm. but for the most, Georgia just doesn't have the the tradition and the the pool to. I mean, you can't say, "Hey, you might be playing in the NIT this year," versus, "Hey, you want to play in the national championship?" Right. It's tough. So. <sighs> Marvin Bagley didn't even play. He got poked in the eye. And yeah, early, right? Hardly even played. Yeah. He didn't come back. And they still they still look very good. Grayson Allen just went crazy. Oh, it's my favorite player. Didn't trip I anybody. Love to, love to hate. I mean, he's on that uh, list with Bryce Harper, man. Dude, I, I think if he's a you're punk. A, if you're a high-scoring or a high-profile white guy at Duke, you get hated more than anybody. Uh, he brings a lot of that on himself. Yes. But J.J. Reddick, yeah. uh, what's his name? Um not not a Cherokee who was the Parks, other guy? Christian yeah, Leitner. Yeah, Leitner's like the most hated of all time. Well, but Leitner, but, but 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 Leitner wasn't dirty. Like I just think Grayson Allen's a punk. Oh, he's absolutely. I mean, I mean, if he was Asian, then people would still hate him just as much. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it. There's a there's a um, there's a history here and a pattern that seems to repeat itself. But he doesn't make it any easier when he goes no, he and trips people. No, he and doesn't. he looks like Ted Cruz, young Ted Cruz. So. <laughs> Gosh, but uh. So Duke, Duke, man, that's um, 
rolling. By the way, Alex O'Connell still looks like he's in ninth grade. He's the tiniest, smallest. Just does the, not look like a basketball. Have you ever player. seen his legs? I mean, I'm not talking about a college kid's legs. He's like, it's like somebody banded together about 25 <laughs> toothpicks, and that's about, that's what his legs look like. Uh, he is. He uh, can play. Yeah, but. one and one of the most unassuming basketball players you'll ever you'll ever see because he does not look like uh-uh. the. Like, and then they just go out there and smoke you. Right. You're like, wait a second. That guy just did that? Huh? <laughs> so, you know, good. But once again, like you said, good for the kids from the state of Georgia getting exposure. Yeah. Uh, and really around the country. And, and we'll we'll get into that as, as football season winds down and basketball season picks up. Yeah, we got plenty to talk about. But those two two huge matchups in the week. And in a week when there's not any college football to, to discuss, to really care about. That's something to to pass the time here absolutely got anything else man i know it's been kind of a we we we, we kind of went unplugged unscripted today we just yeah no we, outline no nothing no picks just, so. you just plug in the mic and you hit record and you let's start go talking with it let's go with it <laughs> it and, works out that's another thing we, we should point out is that we don't um we i don't think we've edited since our pre-show that like yeah. you know it's just we just get it's in a conversation, and go, right? You know, we're giving our opinions, and if you don't like it, listen anyway. And we, you know, you're not going to. If hurt we us. stutter or give, you but, know, incorrect facts or fake news, we we don't go edit it out and no. replace it. No, I mean, unless we mention Brandon Harris. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Daniel? Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, anyhow, that. Um, I think that's going to wrap up our show this week. Thanks for listening. We will be back. With a big preview show. Big preview next week, and we'll probably release it early. So stay tuned because we have a short week with Thanksgiving coming up. Oh, yeah. So uh, big preview into some rivalry games next weekend. Uh, Georgia high school football playoffs going on. If you're a big high school school fan, uh, second round of playoffs are this weekend. So that's winding down. And uh, time to move the primary sports indoors to uh, basketball. Yep. Yee-haw. I think that's going to do it for me, man. What about you? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's say bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. We are The Role Players. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at The Role Players 1 or on SoundCloud at The Role Players. Uh, We are not SoundCloud artists. Tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your dad. It'll make us really glad. iTunes, subscribe. Subscribe, comment, do what you got to do. Get us out there. And have a Appreciate great it, week. And if we, we'll record next week, but if you if we miss you, we want to wish you an early happy Thanksgiving. And for those of you who are traveling, safe travels across this great country of good, ours. Good. And, and just, just a, a PSA, go, go volunteer somewhere next week. Mm. Go, um... Take somebody a pie or something. A pie. A turkey? That's my, my message of love for the week. All right, let's do it. Let's just go take it. Just go, go volunteer. Go drop something off at Must Ministries or do something like that. I like it. Hmm. I like it. If you could do for one, if you, well, I'm not even going to get it. If you do for one what you wish you could do for everyone, you might not change the whole world, but you'll definitely change someone's world, and it will most certainly change your world. Listen to That's it slowly. Eloquent. Listen to it slowly. I stole that from Andy Stanley, but listen to it slowly. It's a little, little wisdom to live by. So hey, he probably stole it from somebody too. That doesn't sound like that sounds like a an old school an old school. Thing. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That's a good way to end it. So thanks a lot. Uh, we are the role players. Our opinions don't matter. Listen to us anyway. You guys have a great week. Bye.